0: Today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth.
1: The east wind carries them away and they are gone. It sweeps them away, meaning that their foundation is in their riches. And when life storms come, they are just swept away in terror because they don't have the foundation to keep them grounded. Then you check out this verb's In Proverbs, it says, When the storms of life come, the wicked are whirled away. But the godly have a lasting foundation.
0: We all experience storms in life. No amount of money or power can prevent that. As Pastor Eric explains in today's message, those who rely on material wealth or even on friends or family to help them weather the storm will find themselves shaken. Jesus alone offers a sure, steadfast foundation. Well, let's join Pastor Eric for part two of his message a boat, the story of man's life.
1: The Bible tells us that God is our comforter. The Bible tells us that. If you didn't know that God was the God of comfort, well, guess what? He is. And according to Second Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 5, which says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and God of all comforts. Who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. That is a good word. That God comforts you in the midst of your tribulations. And then through God's comfort, then you are able, you are equipped to provide that same comfort to those around you who are going through tribulations. Because of who? Where is the source coming from? From God. The God of all comforts, as the Bible says. Our lives are like a boat, believe it or not. Our lives are like a boat. (laughs) Small vessels, big vessels, medium vessels, whatever you are. You, in a sense, are like a boat. And you might be thinking, what in the world are you talking about? Pastor Eric has lost it, officially. Maybe. But, in one's life... One faces smooth sailing. There's the times and seasons when everything is calm, right? And calm or smooth sailing would be defined as the water's calm, the sun is out, blue skies, not so hot. Uh, everything is just right. Everything in the lifeboat is, life is going well. Have you guys ever cruised in smooth waters before? Yes, I'm sure you have. You might have a difficulty of remembering those smooth waters, but I'm sure there's been a point when you have cruised on smooth waters. In fact, being born in the United States of America is pretty smooth waters, I would say. Now, some of you in your time of life have gone through a time when you uh, are docked. Docked, meaning what? You're parked, not going anywhere at the moment. You're just sitting. And this is probably one of the most difficult times in one's life is when you're just sitting there wondering, when am I going to get out there and start cruising again? You know, I've just been sitting here and this, you know, could be for a while. But it's when God wants to get into your vessel and cruise around in it when he wants to use you. But the hard being is that you're available to be used whenever God wants to take you out and to use you. Then there's times in one's life when you're in the repair shop, right? The repair shop. Now, this is a place that no one wants to be in, but the fact of the matter is, is that we all go through repair. There's seasons of healing in one's heart. There's seasons of of restoration that is going on. A time when The great mechanic is working on you. Now, yes, I would think that doc would be kind of boring, but repair is kind of painful. Because sometimes you have to wait for parts to come in (laughs) and to fix the problem. Ultimately knowing that the Holy Spirit is going to bring that fixing in His time. And He's going to repair you back to to the ways that He has planned for you. And then finally, there are times in one's life when you are going through a storm, when you're going through a a difficulty. Life's difficulties are coming upon you, and it seems that you cannot get through them fast enough. You're tired, just as the disciples were tired. You're probably even angry during this time, frustrated. I'm sick of this. I want it to be over with. You're frustrated. A time when you're going through a trial. And this morning, as we look at this passage, that's what we're dealing with. A time of storm. A time that is chaotic. That you think that the world is coming in and crashing and it's coming and filling your vessel and you can't get it out quick enough. The water is in your vessel, and you're trying to get this thing out of your life. You're trying to get rid of the storm. The old saying is this, you're either coming into a storm, you're either in a storm, or you're coming out of a storm. If you haven't experienced a life storm, then guess what? Rest assured, you will. Your time will come. You can have one of those coming around your ways, maybe someday. We all have our problems. We all have our storms in lives. And looking at the storms of life, storms happen, and they happen every single day. Some don't last long. Some last forever. But each storm is different. All those storms do look alike though, right? They do look the same, especially when you look outside when a storm comes. You look outside and you're like, man, that's just like the same one that happened last monsoon season, right? But each storm is different. Each storm is different. Each storm has its own purpose. And looking at the storms, the Bible likens storms to be life difficulties. Jesus said this, he said, there, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him, liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that, uh, that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be likened a foolish man. Who built his house on the sand? And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell. And great was its fall. Jesus himself said that there is going to be times when there's going to be a storm in one's life. And it depends on where your foundation is at. Is it in Christ Jesus? If it is in Jesus Christ, you will be standing to the end of the storm. If you have built your, your, your faith, not on Jesus Christ, but onto yourself, when the life storms come, your house is going to fall. It's going to crash. Job, now this guy had something to say about trials, didn't he? Job had something to say about trials. He said this, The wicked go to bed rich, but wake to find that all their wealth is gone. Terror overwhelms them like a flood. And they are blown away in the storms of the night. The east wind carries them away and they are gone. It sweeps them away. Meaning that their foundation is in their riches. And when life's storms come, they are just swept away in terror because they don't have the foundation to keep them grounded. Then you check out this verse in Proverbs. It says, when the storms of life come, the wicked are whirled away. But the godly have a lasting foundation. The storms of life. We all face the storms of life. We all go through them. You're not exempt. You're not alone. I go through them. You go through them. We all go through the storms of life. But during these times, during these storms, we can have comfort. Mankind can have comfort in these difficult times. If we look at our text, we see four things about Jesus that will bring you comfort during difficult time. The first thing that we see is this, that Jesus knows when you're in a storm. Jesus knows when you're in that life storm, when the waves are crashing against you, when the winds are blowing high against you, Jesus Christ knows that you're in that storm. Because if you remember in Mark Uh, verse 48 of chapter 6 it says this then he saw them straining at rowing for the wind was against them Jesus saw the disciples straining to get to the other side Jesus saw them okay now the disciples they probably thought that they were alone wouldn't you agree that they were out there just rowing away and this is crazy and I'm tired and winds are crashing in the water's coming in but Jesus saw them he saw them. And oftentimes in our storms, we feel alone. We feel alone. You know, it, it, it seems that we are going through this by ourselves, going through this difficulty by ourselves. You're straining, and it doesn't seem like you're going anywhere. It doesn't seem like you're going anywhere because you're just straining. I cannot handle this. You know, I've been going through the storm for. 35 years, or the woman who had the blood constantly going through that storm for 12 years. I'm sure she felt alone. I'm sure she was straining. And people might be around you. In fact, I'm sure people are around you. Unless you're living in the woods somewhere by yourself and only come down for food once in a while, which isn't a bad thing, I guess. You're around people, and people around you all the time. But you can still feel alone, because they fully don't understand your strain. They don't fully get it. Even your spouse might not fully get it. But guess what? Jesus Christ sees you. He sees you. He sees you straining. Because Jesus sees all things. Check out this verse in Job. For his eyes are on the ways of man, and he sees all his steps. Isn't that amazing? What a great verse that is. For his eyes are on the ways of man, and he sees all his steps. Psalm 33 says this, The Lord looks down from heaven and sees the whole human race. From his throne, he observes all who live on the earth. From God's throne, he is looking down on the entire human race. So if you feel alone, know that Jesus is seeing you. He sees you. Proverbs 5.21 tells us this. For the Lord sees clearly what a man does, examining every path he takes. So every time that you take a path, every time you row in life's storms, Jesus is watching. Jesus is watching you. He sees you. And so that brings me great comfort. Understanding that there's a God who sits on the throne in heaven who watches me and he sees me. I am not alone. The eyes of God are on you. He sees you. Having comfort during these difficult times brings me uh, more to understand that not only does Jesus see you, but he knows the storm that you face. Jesus, seeing the disciples straining in this storm, He knew the surroundings. He knew the difficulties. He knew the intensity of the winds and the waters. He saw it all. Maybe it's Him who has created the storm to test your faithfulness to Him. 1 Peter 1, 6-7 tells us this. says, In this great, you greatly rejoice, Though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. That the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes through its testing by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So maybe during the trial, during the life storm that you are facing, maybe it's a test to see of your faithfulness to God. Your faith that is so much more precious than gold itself. So that it can be may, may be found to be praised and honored and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So Jesus sees us during these difficult times. He sees you. He sees me. The second thing that should bring us comfort through this passage is that Jesus is present with you. Not only does he see you, he is present with you. In the midst of your storm, understand that Jesus is there for you. The promise of the Lord is that he will never leave you nor forsake you. That is the promise from God. So if you feel that you are abandoned, understand that Jesus has not left you. He hasn't forsaken you. He will never forsaken you. He will never leave you. Jesus himself said this, And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Now this verse should be written in all of our hearts. To those who believe in the name of Jesus, this verse should be uh, written and inscribed into the heart of man. Because not only does this bring comfort to you during storms, but this verse is a promise by our Lord Jesus saying that He will be with you even to the end of the age. Church, we are entering the end of the age. We are entering into this time the last day started when Jesus ascended into heaven. And, and as we continue to move forward and t- towards the end of the age, the times are going to grow intense. It's going to be intense. And I don't want you to be unaware of it. That the Bible tells us that the end of the age is not going to be easy for those who believe in the name of Jesus Christ. If you would, turn in your Bibles to Matthew 24. Turn in your Bibles to Matthew 24 as we read this passage, speaking as Jesus speaks about the end of the age. Matthew 24, starting in verse 5, says this Jesus speaking, For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. We are entering into the end of the age because I'm seeing this take place in the world that we live in. It is all over your social media. It's all over Fox News, CNN, wherever you look, in your newspapers, in your internet, There are people dying for the name of Jesus Christ today. Losing their heads, getting shot in the head. They are killing those who believe in Jesus. The the, the heart has grown cold. Lawlessness will abound. What is in our Supreme Court today? Lawlessness. Lawlessness. And we must, you know, continue to be praying for our nation. God, please turn the hearts of man. Come back to you that we would repent. Because here's the thing, that is lawlessness, but so is lying. And so it's all happening within our nation. People's hearts are growing cold. There are more people reporting leaving the faith and not returning to the faith. Does this affect the hearts? It should. It should affect our hearts. It should be for us to continue to love them and to be the light that Christ has asked us to be, to be the salt in this world. Not to judge the people, but to love them, to point them to Christ. And it's by the love, the goodness of God that will lead them to repentance. As the word says, the goodness of God leads man to repentance. And so yes, there's things that are happening they will deliver you up for tribulation and kill you. It, yes, you don't see it in America. You don't see it in Coolidge. But when is it going to hit? It's in the. It's over in Europe. It's over in the Middle East. It is happening. And just because we live here and it's not happening right now in front of your faith, don't be deceived by the enemy. He would want you to think that this isn't taking place. Guess what? It's in the world. It's in the world that you live in. It's here. And so Jesus is saying, you know what? If you can endure, you shall be saved. Man. People being offended, betraying one another, hating one another. False prophets rising up. Lawlessness abounding. The love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. So even during this time, during the end of the age, when that starts to form, as it is forming, Jesus is with you always. As Matthew, as it was recorded in Matthew 28. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Jesus is always present with you. Always present with you. And these, my friends, these, my family, this is a storm. This right here is a storm. But Christ sees and he is with those going through this. Then we see the third thing that we can draw comfort from is that the words of our Lord Jesus, if it is, it is, I do not be afraid. In the midst of your storm, In your your life, take rest in the words of Jesus Christ. It is I, do not be afraid. Be of good cheer. Do not be afraid. As Peter said this, he said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. The words of Jesus is eternal life. The words of Jesus is comfort. Be of good cheer. Do not be afraid. Be not afraid. I, I am here. Listen to the words, the words of eternal life. The fourth thing that we see is that Jesus will get you to the other side. Praise God for that. Because there's many times during the storm where you don't think you're going to get to the other side. And our text tells us that Jesus gets the disciples to the place that they were going immediately. So no matter how long the storm lasts... It could be a microburst, right? It could just happen like that. It could be a long, drawn-out, 75- to 80-year-old storm. But let me tell you, 80 years in the sight of eternity is short. It's small. And the storm is going to end. That is a promise from God. All storms will eventually end when you're present with the Lord. As the Bible says this in Revelation chapter 21, verse 4. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Those things, crying, pain, sorrow, death. Those come with life storms. But Jesus is giving you a promise this morning by saying it is all going to go away. One day it is all going to go away and he will wipe every tear away from your eyes. Praise God for that, you guys. In the midst of our storms, have comfort knowing that Jesus Christ will get you to the other side. No matter what kind of storm you face, remember Jesus knows that you're in the storm. Remember that. Remember that He is present with you. Remember His words, the words of comfort. And lo, I'm with you always. And He will, He will get you through it. He will get you through it.
0: We hope the words Pastor Eric shared have encouraged you to learn even more about our Savior and seek His love and hope for your own life. Jesus has the power to change every person's life, wiping sin away, and giving back a full life of love and grace. If you'd like to know more about Jesus and how you can have a personal relationship with Him, we'd love to tell you more. Please give us a call at 520-723-7047. That number again is 520-723-7047. We have much to share with you about Jesus, and we'd like to join you in prayer as you begin your journey of faith. One thing we'd encourage you in right away is to find a local church in which to get involved. If you are in the Coolidge, Arizona area, we would be thrilled to have you join us here at Calvary Chapel Coolidge. Come join us for a time of worship and studying verse by verse through the Bible. You can find our weekly service times, church address, and directions through our website at gracetothehearers.com. You'll also be able to read more about Pastor Eric, our church family, and what we believe. That website again is gracetothehearers.com. That's all the time we have for today on Grace to the Hearers. We're so glad that you joined us, and we hope you'll continue to be blessed throughout your day. Tune in again as Pastor Eric continues teaching through the book of John right here on Grace to the Hearers.